we've got to tell everybody. We've got to remind them. We've got to remind them how good it is. And how good what is, Leonard? Read the paper. What does it say? All bad. It's all bad. People have forgotten what life is about. They've forgotten what it is to be alive. They need to be reminded. They need to be reminded of what they have and what they can lose. What I feel is the joy of life, the gift of life, the freedom of life, the wonderment of life. Good morning, Hey, this is not a test. This is rock and roll. He wants you filter. He said one Ten thousand years will give you such a crick in the neck. Got to be good looking, cause he's so out to see. Comes He's the day. If you ever disrespect my wife again, I'll end you. Over me. <laughs> no matter what anybody says, you'll always be a prince to me. Welcome, welcome, welcome to NYC Actors Talk, Robin Williams, a podcast series where we go through the best performances of Robin Williams and search for his greatest role. What's his greatest role? I got no clue, but that is what we are here to find out today. Isn't that right, Nick? Huh? Huh? Oh, sorry. I I, I think I just went went through an awakening. A w- an awakening? Sorry, I was just asleep. Yeah, an awakening. Oh my gosh! And we have a special guest, Zach. Oh, Zach McDonald. Hello. Yeah, wake up, Zach. Oh. Guys, Hunter, Nick, it, I, I'm here. Are you guys here? Yeah, we're here with you, buddy. We're all here with you. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. I feel like I've been asleep since 1927. I, I can't describe it. It almost feels like an awakening of sorts. Oh, dude, me too. I, I so you're awake. You, you've I, been, you've been through an awakening. I've been through an awakening. And Hunter, you helped us I've awake. You felt you helped us awake. Thank you. Thank you. Now, go back to sleep. Okay. <laughs> anyway, we are talking about the movie Awakenings with Robin Williams and Robert De Niro. Yeah, 1990. Uh, I got uh, a couple of Oscars. Uh, not very popular, though. I don't really hear... I don't, I don't really uh, see a lot of people talk about this movie. And, and so when we were uh, starting the process of uh, doing this series, I was like, okay, let me look up some... of what's considered like Robin Williams best roles. And I saw this pop up a few times and I was like, interesting. Okay. I've never heard of this before. Oh, Robert De Niro's in this man, like Rob, like Robin and Robin Williams and Robert De Niro together in a movie. That sounds amazing. And I, I, and no one is, and no one has ever talked much about it. So I was very intrigued to watch this for the first time. Yeah. And Robin Williams has a beard. So, you know, it's serious. Mm-hmm. You know it's you know he's getting down. He's got Look a he's got a gorgeous little beard. Look at him. That's me. Uh, if for for those uh, who can't see me, uh, I I'm I am stroking uh, his beard uh, in my Zoom background. <laughs> Beautiful, Zach. Have you heard of it? I had actually not seen or heard of this movie, but when I brought it up that I was going to be doing this little podcast with you guys, uh, 
my mom, I told my mom about it, and she was like, oh, I love Awakenings. It's been so long since I've seen it. So we actually sat down and watched it together for the first time a while back, and then I, I refreshed myself tonight. So this was my second viewing of it here today, but uh, my first was like only a few weeks ago. So it's all still pretty fresh for me. Heck yeah. Dude, and also, never talked to your mom before, or maybe I have, and I just don't remember. I have, that, I have. That's exactly what she sounds like. <laughs> oh, I love Awakenings. I love it. I've never seen the Awakenings before, but I tell you, my boy, it's the fantastic filmings. <laughs> the farthest thing from what my mother sounds Oh, before. it's Oh, it's oh. just so, it's just so wonderful. Oh, it's. <laughs> The best movie. Now listen, I've made some gefilte fish. We're gonna sit down and watch it together while we eat, okay? Oh, I just, I just feel so awake. My poor boy, you're so thin. Eat your gefilte. So eat, eat it while we watch. Yeah. Oh, manja, manja. You need to have an awakening in your tummy, boy. <laughs> I did. I did just recently have an awakening in my tummy, just really quick. Uh, like literally on Tuesday uh, of this of this past week, I I I went to the ER for gallbladder surgery, and they had to evict that guy. Had to get Dude. it taken right out. So here and I am. So so here so uh, so in, in some ways, uh, you could say that uh, th that dude is out of there. He really is. He is. <laughs> Like Mike Wazowski, ah, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's out of our hair. <laughs> so, yeah, so I came straight <laughs> off the hospital bed and straight into the hospital beds of 1920, 30 something, 50, 60. Oh, 69. Okay, okay. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. See? Um, I jumped right into the hospital beds of 1969 and had an awakening with Robin Williams. Here we are. So here we are to talk about it. Amazing. Uh, so, uh, Hunter, as someone who also watched the movie for the very first time, what are your thoughts on Awakenings? Dude, I fucking love this movie. I think I literally went to the kitchen made some cauliflower wings, talked about it with my brother-in-law, and I go, I think that that was one of the best movies I've ever seen. I'm sorry, what did you make? Ca cauliflower wings? Cauliflower wings? Unacceptable. Oh. Keep going, though. Mm. Keep going. Oh. Vegan. Yeah, oh. ve hashtag vegan much? <laughs> hashtag factual, bro. Um, all right, all right. <laughs> hot cakes. No, dude, I love this movie, and I think, yeah, I my, tears, my tear ducts have not yet closed so i might cry on the pod i might i might be a little cry baby i cried six separate times watching this movie and i i haven't cried at a movie in a long time this movie i did and specifically robert de niro's performance i will say blew me the fuck away i had never seen him act like this before in my life i was like what is this mob gangster guy doing doing this wait okay. wait 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 just to just <laughs> piggyback off that what is it with you with like these mobster character actor uh well not even character actor just like big actors who have played mobsters before what is it with you like they're just mobsters to you like robert de niro especially has done many other roles so many things taxi driver <laughs> i know yeah king of comedy baby the king so, of comedy dude it's so funny though whenever somebody does like ray liotta he's mob well, actually, I'll give you that. He's basically mom. Yeah. yeah. Saying that, I know Robert De Niro's not De Niro, 
da, 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 da. Not mob guy, but like I'll call him a mob guy just because like he's always like, you know what I mean? But but he wasn't doing that in this movie. Instead, he's doing something. Yeah, because he wasn't a mobster. <laughs> I mean, to give you the benefit of the doubt, Goodfellas came out the exact same year. So it's really not that far of a stretch. He literally went off of either off the back of this and into Goodfellas or off of the back of Goodfellas and into this. Yeah, so he, he, was, he, was, he, was prepping himself to, he was prepping himself to be a mobster. And, and also, all I'm saying is, is that it showed me how multifaceted this man is. Because I was like, damn. Like, and even just like actors in general, you don't see a lot of performances like this. You know what I mean? And I was, and Robin Williams also was freaking fantastic too. It might be, no, 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 I won't, I won't say that yet. I won't say that yet. No, anyway, uh, those are my, those yeah, are my don't initial, say it. Don't, don't say it. Those are my initial thoughts right now. Awesome. Uh, Zach, uh, as someone who has seen it twice now hmm. with Yamada, uh, 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 what are your thoughts on Awakenings? Um, I actually came to enjoy and appreciate this movie even more the second time around. Uh, I watched the first time and I think like you, Hunter, I was really hit by the emotional weight of it all at once. And I can't agree more. Um, this is seriously a ground shaking De Niro performance. And it's, uh, I feel bad that I'm talking about this on a Robin Williams podcast because I would sit here and talk about De Niro's performance in this movie for way longer. Um, And it's not Robin's fault at all. It's just the weight and the the context of that role that De Niro is playing here. There's there's just no chance that you need a powerhouse for performance. Uh, And he definitely gives it. Uh, I really enjoyed the second time a lot of the quieter moments that you don't really think about as much when you're watching it initially i loved the score of this movie i think it really pushes a lot of the narrative points that it's talking about and the themes um some of the the the, the supporting cast julie Ka- uh, kavner marge simpson is marge simpson movie. which is um, which is maybe why you have that uh, Simpsons Zoom background. A little bit. It just happens to fit in. Uh, she comes in and plays a really sweet... She's like... She really is the emotional sort of... The the weight underneath of those two performances by Williams and Nero. Uh, and she sort of delivers the main theme from the movie. Yeah, she's kind of the moral anchor. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And um, there's just a lot of things that I came to appreciate that second time. Uh, I, I, I would say in terms of me appreciating this movie, I'll, I'll, I'll grade it off of Robin Williams. I think it's a much better Robin Williams performance than Patch Adams. Uh, but I think it's below Goodwill Hunting and, oh man, it's so famous and I, a dead poet society. Sorry, it escaped me for a second. <laughs> Come so, on, dude. How do you, I know, how can I you know, forget seriously. dead poet? <laughs> oh, captain, my captain. But oh, no, captain. <laughs> <laughs> how could you, captain? Uh, but I, 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 yeah, that's where I'd rank it. And uh, Penny Marshall directed this one. Uh, pretty Sorry. fresh off Laverne and Shirley. She did Big before this, and I really, really like Big. Yeah, when did she um, do A League of Their Own? Is it like right I after? I think League of Their Own was after, after this one in 92, I think. 92, okay. Yeah, 92, I think so. Yeah. 92? Okay, okay. Yeah. So, 
It was, awesome. but it was a really great experience. I was really glad that you guys asked me to watch it, and I was able to experience it for the podcast. So, yeah, uh, you know, I, I don't know you super well, so it, I, I had no idea that you've already watched it and you watched it again. So that's yeah, that's really cool that sure. like you you, uh, you you appreciated it even more a second time. Definitely. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm. Oh, so, sorry. What? Oh, so Nick. Yeah. Where are your initial thoughts? Well, let me tell you. Let me yeah. tell you. Come on. I'm going to have to agree with you guys. I fucking love this movie. Uh, th- this movie's totally on my wavelength. Um, it's contemplative. It's emotional. It's very empathetic, like you guys have been saying. Like, every every character every character is a good person. <laughs> like, every character... Ca- well, there are main characters, at least, really care. And they're helping each other out. And it's just wonderful to see, especially these days. Uh, so yeah, wonderful performances. It made me tear up throughout. Uh, it's a film that makes you appreciate being alive in a time where we all feel a little dead inside. <sighs> Which is fine. Facts. Because <laughs> we're in a pandemic and we should sure. be, you know, staying at home, not not sure. living sure. as much. Living uh, internally, maybe. Yeah, 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 but you know, it, it's very interesting to watch this movie now, uh, and I'll have to agree with you, Zach. I think the score is incredible. Uh, uh, scored by Randy Newman, so it, yeah. it, sound, it sounds a lot like Toy Story in the best yeah, way, in the best way. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it honestly like, and I I tell you this all the time, Hunter, but like a good movie score makes whatever emotional moment just work like even better for me. So yeah. like, so like every emotional moment was was just like gangbusters not only because of what was going on but because the score was so it was like i don't know it was just like uh, kind of quiet but also like larger than life too it's kind of it kind of rides that line so well so i i love the score in this wonderful work um yeah robin williams i think is incredible in this and i and i every time we we cover a movie on this podcast uh I I I understand less and less why there was a stigma that he couldn't do serious work, that he couldn't do dramatic work. I just don't get it now. Yeah. No, 0%. When when time and time again he proved that he could do it and 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 he could do it he did it so well and he he could do it all. Like he can make you laugh, he can make you cry, and this one he makes you cry. Um and it, it he so he yeah, he plays it straight. Uh, and he and he, and he plays it. Um, he plays into the sensitivity, uh, awkwardness, but also like empathy of the character of Doctor Malcolm Sayer. Like you feel his plight. Um, you, you know, you, you can tell like he wants to help individuals instead of like partaking in hospital politics and like, oh, will this get? You know, will this? Uh, will we get any money if we do this? Like, blah 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 blah. No, like he just wants to help people. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I thought that was really great to see and so like we yeah we see his arc of of him choosing to live um and 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 learning that because through of through his relationship with robert de niro that life is fragile and special and and you have to make the most of it even if it's scary um uh and but you guys were right on the money too robert de niro is incredible incredible in this movie Mm. uh he's wonderful here was nominated for an oscar for this Mm. role um, it's it's so it's wonderfully human, wonderfully vulnerable in a way that you you were mentioning, Zach. That yeah, like we haven't really seen in general, you know, because like you know we we haven't seen a lot of roles where like you know someone plays 
just such a vulnerable person and 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 in a you know state of illness that he is in this movie um mm. like yeah he's the heart of the movie we understand and feel every character moment every story beat um in his arc we're with him and we root for him it's a it's a more showy performance than than robin which is why i think his performance got more award accolades than robin's yeah. did but I, but I but I do think that Robin's performance is just as impressive. It's just not. It's just a different role. But I think he does it wonderfully. It's, it's a different type of performance. He's literally grounding you in the reality of the movie. That's who you're supposed to relate to in it. That's mm-hmm. who you connect to in the film. And you're watching him observe all of these patients, and you're sort of putting yourself in Robin's place and saying, you know. I, I hope I would deal with patients in the same way, or how would I be able to adapt to this scenario myself? Um, and he's a really great anchor to keep you grounded in the movie. Yeah, yeah, couldn't have said it better myself. And then Nick, a few things that you said that I wanted to kind of piggyback on. I felt like this movie hit a different way, like since like the pandemic. Do you guys feel that? I was like, I don't know if I'd feel the same, like the exact same way. Like just how Robert De Niro was talking about life and how like there's a scene where he's like, Can I go for a walk? He's like, Can I go for a walk? And like they weren't let you know, I don't know why. I just felt like it hit a different Well, because because we appreciate the simplicity of life now because it, it's it kind of got ripped away from us. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. why I picked that that line for the cold read. I mean, that little monologue is so so important right now talking about the positivity, the positivity and the beautiful small moments of life that we never ever focus on and how the news and media and everything is so focused on bad things. And it's easy to do and it's necessary of course because you can't live in ignorance, but to take those small moments where you can find joy in them. That is what life is about. Right. Exactly. There's a, there's a lot or there's a balancing act in Mm -hmm. life. Like you have, yeah, we should, especially nowadays be like informed with what the hell is going on in the world. But also we have to remember that there are good things in the world too. Yeah. And just like in that meeting too, like when they ask, uh, uh, like, what would you do? Like going out on a walk? He's like, what are you talking about? Like, I'd see things. I'd talk to people. I'd fucking do everything that you take for granted because I haven't been able to do that. And I just thought it hits so hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Uh, I think Robert De Niro is is like a force in this. Like, he, he does so much in the beginning without any words. Uh, he And then when he does, you know, wake up and has his uh, hashtag awakening, uh, you know, it's, it's really emotional and i think a scene that really stuck out stuck out to me was uh when it's the first time he's like he he's awake and like you know he he robin williams uh you know goes to his room or whatever he's not there he walks around you know and he's like what's what's going on where is he and then like yeah he he sees him and he's just you know he's just drawing like he was doing in the beginning of the movie like uh uh, yeah, the, so, um, and he gives him the note um, in his handwriting, and it's, you know, it's just a scribble of, uh, you know, him attempting to write his name, and he says something like, uh, it's me, or that's me, 
something like that. And uh, it was just a really quiet, really important moment that made me feel a lot. I, I, I really felt that moment, uh, maybe even the most uh, in the movie. Yeah, uh, a scene that stuck out to me where I was like, because I, I, I didn't even know if he got nominated. I didn't know if he won or anything. Like, I had no idea. And I, uh, it was when, because he said that he likes to read, like he used to read all the time. And when his head was just like, he couldn't stop it from moving back and forth, back and forth. He's like, I can't even fucking read anymore. And I was like, can somebody give this, just don't even hold a ceremony. Just give this man an award right now, please. Because that was, it was fantastic. And I watched a little bit of it with my dad. And my dad was like, you never even know that he wasn't sick. Like, I think that he's sick. Like, you know what I mean? And it's just like, that is hard to do in, in a role like this. Usually, like, it's like, oh, that, it's a movie. He's acting. You know what I mean? But th this was like, no, this looks like a fucking documentary. So man. real. So Yeah, real. it looks like he's got it. And I was crying my ass off. I was like, what the fuck is happening to me? Because mm. I was like, oh, no, this is, it's, and it even makes it more real because it's a, based on a true story. Mm -hmm. right, and it's right. like, oh my God. And then like his life gets kind of taken away from him again. And that's just fucked up. Yeah, because there's also many, there's a lot of different versions of this of his character too. Like he, it's the one we see in the first 30 minutes. And then there's the one where he's awake and he's kind of functioning well. Uh, he's, you know, he's really caring, empathetic. And then we see when things are worse, he gets a little uh, uh, depressed and really... Paranoid, almost, almost yeah. to the point where it seems like he has symptoms of paranoid schizophrenia from yeah. this drug that they're giving him, which you know gave him the awakening to begin with. But you see that again, the balancing act of what that good drug can do to you and how it can also harm you. Yeah, that's what it, that was. One of the most interesting things about the movie to me was like, okay, like he's awake. You know, we're forty minutes into the movie. Like, what else is there to do then? Because I was worried. This movie was gonna pull a Moscow on the Hudson and be like, thought, you know, like a good, like a good, good thirty minutes, and then it's just kind of whatever at the end. I thought the same. I thought the same. Yeah. Where could they go from it? I was like, Fuck. but yeah, but then he gets worse, which is exactly what should happen in a story like this. Like, you know, there needs to be like conflict. Obviously, it's a movie, so like, you know, I was, I was just intrigued. Like, okay, what's next? And when that happened, my heart broke a little. Yeah, I mean, it, and Robert De Niro, he, his journey through this movie is just, like, mm. insane. And then, I mean, back to Robin Williams, too, like, I mean, acting with somebody that is, like, you know what I mean? Like, this, Robert De Niro's role was obviously, like, going to be the Oscar buzz. Right, you know of, course, mean? of but course. Acti but acting alongside that is another monster in itself. I'm, I'm like the straight man, almost. But, like, I, you know what I mean? Here, go ahead, Nick. Yeah, no, I, I I totally agree with you. Yeah, because like it's it's actually in a way a little harder to be the straight man in that situation because like you know as mu as incredible as Robert De Niro is in the movie to what are you even what you were even saying before Zach about like grounding it and stuff like that being like uh you know he's our P uh in a lot of ways Robin Williams is our POV character in this you know he's the one we kind of follow throughout the whole movie um he's the he's the everyman in a lot of ways mm -hmm. um so. So yeah, it's for him to like hold up in those scenes with De Niro is not easy. Some of the best parts that stick out to me about uh, Williams' performance, again, uh, as that POV character, 
I love the lighter moments of this movie. And again, they come from Robin uh, when he's doing, you know, what he's known for, you know, uh, having those small comedic moments. There's that very initial scene where they're discovering those uh, those visceral reactions that can still happen before these people uh, awake, uh, wake up. And, you know, the one doctor is saying, you know, I forget exactly what he says, something about they're tossing the ball to the patient and they instinctively catch it. And he says, well, it's, it, it has nothing to do with that. And he's, Robin is so quick and he's just like, I'm so sorry, but if you were right, I'd agree with you. And that's, oh, that's a great moment. I'm like, yo, he's so quick and so slick. And those little funny moments are a great part to, that's a great way to connect with Williams in the movie. I'm so happy. I'm so happy that you brought that scene up because that scene was like, Oh, what a fucking badass right that there. One, oh, man, that one, I and, totally believe you if you were right, but you're not. So Exactly. And that scene and the one at the beginning where they're talking about uh, the previous work he's done in the interview. And he's talking about doing some experiment on earthworms. And he's like, I worked on the project for five years and I was the only one who believed in it. Everybody else said it couldn't be done. And the guy goes, I can't. And he says, yeah, well, I know. I know that now I proved it. <laughs> and that was like a great moment too so i knew it was going to be a serious robin williams performance but you can still see those little glimpses and of he he does it perfectly robin williams he's got the smile he's so lax and chill about it and he's so quick and that's where he really stands out compared to de niro of course we're not really introduced to de niro by that part of the film yet but that's where he has his shining moments in the beginning De Niro comes in hard and heavy in the middle and in the end. And uh, then De Niro or uh, Williams sort of wraps it up as well to provide those, those, those groundkeeping moments. Yeah. It's like a great balancing act because like the whole movie is. Yeah, exactly. The whole movie is. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's it, like he can, yeah, he, he has little jokes here and there too. That makes sense. Like it's not like out of character or sure, like, sure. Uh, but yeah, like he has those comments and it comes from a place of like, Either, you know, he's kind of awkward around people. Like he yeah, he, he plays socially awkward. Like he doesn't know how to handle those social cues. And so he kind of jokes. And that's almost like real Robin Williams. You know, he's so shy and reserved in his life until those cameras roll and he's got to do his job and then he's on. And that's exactly sort of how he is in this. I'm so glad you mentioned that because that is so true. Like I, I, I every... And at this point, we would know, like, uh, like, uh, like, even af after his passing, like, I'm, sh I'm sure there would have been a story by now, like, oh, yeah, he was an asshole, you know, mm -hmm. during this movie, or like, mm -hmm. the, you know, but you know what I mean, like, that happens. And, you know, even after after they're gone, like, you know, for example, uh, allegations with Michael Jackson, for example, you know, mm -hmm. stuff like that. But like, with Robin Williams, there was there's literally no story like that there never has been there never will be because he was a wonderful person too in in, in yeah. as an as as well as a wonderful actor so like yeah and he was he was he was on when he had to be on but he was also just like really sweet and really so caring and personable with everybody that he interacted with you hear exactly countless... like he always made he always made friends with everyone he always tried yeah. to connect with people but he also wasn't like zany necessarily in real life like he would just be i know he just made everybody feel comfortable exactly like uh, the, there was the there was a there's heard. a oh sorry no 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 uh, uh at least the stories that i've heard you know what i mean like just like uh uh i forget the movie that we were talking about but it was like a dramatic movie it was very heavy and then like 
oh, but then he'd like make jokes right after like a yeah head. one oh uh, I yeah I mentioned that uh, in our one hour photo episode where like he he played such a dark uh, uh, role in that one, but then when uh, the cameras were off, he would make jokes and he would connect with people and, and you know just make everything light and and make everyone comfortable and happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and I I, for, I forgot to mention this in our one hour photo uh, episode, but also like he would do alternate takes too, where like he would pretend like his character or you know or Robin himself was in a comedy, and so he would do like comedy takes. Oh my gosh, dude! What a guy! What a what king! A freaking guy, right there. But anyway, uh, back what to a versatile guy. Yes, yeah. versatile guy. Yes, yeah. versatile yeah. is is very key to this because, yeah, like he could do very serious and 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 dark characters that ha- have zero jokes and play these reserved, pulled pulled back, serious roles. But also sprinkling jokes that that are like really effective. Well said. He sure did. (laughs) (laughs) He sure did. I love when that happens on this podcast. I know because it's very rare. It's very rare when that happens. But everybody just kind of goes into like a, oh wow. You're 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 taking it in and reflecting on it. Yeah. You know what? I guess it was that way. You know what? I think Nick Mana's right. I think, I think you, you know made what just that now. Nick Mana guy knows what he's talking about. Somebody I I agree. Someone Somebody can we get podcast. Nick on? Yeah, let's get Nick on right I now. I don't know where I'm hearing his voice from. It just I don't know. Oh, but, but I Zach, we need to get, get him on. Let's hey get Zach, him on. Zach, Zach, <laughs> turn around. Steamed hams. <laughs> Oh, super Chatted <laughs> Skinner Burgers. Old family recipe. Steamed <laughs> hands. Oh my gosh. So uh, not in Albany, no. It's a Utica expression. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, of course. But oh, yeah, uh, Nick, something that you said, because I had to bring this up too, because I was going to bring up the score, and then you did. And I was like, I said this. And our, I say this all the time, actually. I never notice the score. I never notice it. This movie, I did, and I was like, wow, this is so fucking good. What the heck is going on here? And I'm, I'm glad that you guys mentioned it, too. I was like, am I just nuts? Now I'm noticing, like, a shit score or something like that. Is it bad? But I'm so happy that it's actually good. Yeah, it's, a it great, adds, it's so good. It adds such a fine layer. It, it's such, like, a little frosted sugary sprinkling on the top of this really well-baked movie this super <laughs> this script that is so tight uh it's like your little flour cake base you know we yeah got like you got it you got a cake you got a cake yeah, and then and then the, the score the top performances yeah, from the, De Niro and Williams, and then the score is this little sprinkle, sugary. Coating. It's a little, it's a little breadcrumbs, a little yeah, delicious frosted, uh, frosted breadcrumbs. It's beautiful. I Man. never would have expected something this uh, complex from the guy who was plunking away strange things happening in the meat. <laughs> you got a friend in me. The bar in the sky, and the feel it so fly. Throw it away. Short people got 
no reason oh, to live. Oh, yo, I hate short people. Short people get no reason to live. Oh, my God. I only know the five chords. <laughs> I only know the five chords. Red-headed lady reaching for an apple. Takes a oh good long God. look at Randy. You guys know too many of these songs. <laughs> you guys know too many of the songs, man. We belong together. You and me. We are just you and me. We're unfortunately just not the first people to come up with the Randy Newman is no. kind of silly joke. No, uh, it's the fun because he has because he have the because he has the funny voice. He he oh he sounds the like a funny, funny person. Voice. Therefore, it's funny to sound like he sounds. Ha-ha. Yeah, it, it makes the people go ha ha ha. <laughs> Viewers at home, you love this shit, don't you? You know it. You're sitting there laughing, having a good time, clapping your hands, cupping your feet. Hey, hey, you! I see you, dude, in the back. I see. I I I I see you knee slapping. I see you with your bib and your poppy in your mouth, rocking back and forth, laughing. Yeah, you fucking big baby. Yeah. Why don't you go go watch Awakenings for yourself and tell me how you thought of it, okay? And then you provide opinions. Go yeah, tell me. tell Papa Nick how you felt about Awakenings. Go play your YouTube video comments down below. Yeah, watch your pu- watch your pu- watch it watch your PewDiePie. <laughs> you know, and suck on your on your little uh, Baba. Hello, everybody. My name is Markiplier, and welcome to Awakenings. <laughs> I love Robin Williams. Chica, good pooch. Anyway, guys, now's a great time to go tap that subscribe button and let us know what you guys think right now. Now, back to the show. (laughs) On that note, uh, (laughs) uh, a a moment that really stuck out to me was near the end. Uh, uh, I think you guys were mentioning this, but like when he's really shaking, Robert De Niro, and he's just like totally lost it. It, it. It's very sad but it's also very necessary because i think the movie in my opinion brilliantly wraps up with them not uh, you know with things kind of going back to normal in a way which i think was a very brave choice because i think i was worried and knowing it was a true story i i didn't know what happened in real life but i assumed that it you know it didn't work out either but i was like oh are they gonna make it like oh like they're happy now because they're totally normal. Like, I don't know. There's, it's a, it's a fine line. You, you could, you could almost cross it and make it like, I don't know, like, Oh, like you're normal now. Like, so you you can be happy, that kind of thing. I don't know. It's, it's, it's tricky, right? Like you don't want to like, just say like, Oh, well, since you don't have your disease or whatever, like, you know, it, it, it it means completely like, Oh, everything's going to be great from now on. Um, so I, I thought it was a really smart and bold decision. I mean, it happened in real life too, but you know what I mean? Like to end mm-hmm. the movie on them, you know, going back to the way they were and, you know, that, you know, it, it was like, okay, like they had their time, uh, you know, it, it was, it was wonderful. Um, and, and they still, you know, and, and they, they got to live life when they did and, uh, but they still get to. But they, but the other, but their loved ones get to understand now that they are still alive, mm-hmm. you know, that they are still alive and happy, and, and they love 
you know, their, their, you know, whatever, their daughter or whoever's coming to visit them. So I think that it was, it was really smartly handled, I thought. I'm glad you brought both those things up. One, because I sort of agreed with you the first time I was watching through this. Three things, I guess. One is the scene that really stuck from me or with me is when he's really spasming and really having these severe tics and it's really bad. And, you know, Dr. Sayer goes to help Leonard and he says, no, you know, fight through it. Film this. Learn from me. And that was such a tough moment to sit there and watch. Um, but I thought that was really important, too, because they value this uh, experience and this research so much. Leonard really values um, making sure that he is an example that can help others who struggle with this condition. And uh, hopefully at some point they find a cure. The second point, uh, I agree where I was a little nervous. He was starting to get really severe and all the other patients are acting fine. And I was thinking, like, I asked my mom, I was like, you know, I don't, I didn't really think that he received that initial dosage of the drug too much sooner than the rest of the patients, like that much time before them. Do you know what I mean? So he was really getting worse and really deteriorating. And everybody else was sort of fine and living in that same awakened state that they right, were in yeah. at, at, at the initial part. And that's where I was a little worried. I was like, is everybody just going to kind of stay the same? And I think that is a, a, a part where if I had to give uh, a, a critique about it, I would say that that sort of it, it resolved to the point where they cut to, OK, yeah, everybody did sort of go back to that sleeping state. But it does just kind of cut. And the last time we sort of see everybody, they are fully awake. And then the next time it's sort of back. And I understand you can't give all of these side patient characters their own time to also slowly develop tics mm -hmm. and go through all this stuff like De Niro does. He's the main focus. But um, that was just a subject that I was sort of concerned about uh, upon my initial viewing and I liked how they resolved it, but it, it was something that I felt like could have been a little more fleshed out. I absolutely agree with you. I, I, uh, I don't think this is a perfect movie. I think, I think you hit on the head of some of the things like it, they could have fleshed out a few things more. I, because some of the other patients actually have like, yeah, their own like moments, like especially that old little lady who stares who stares at the window. Wow. I thought she, I thought she was like mm. super, super endearing. And I, mm -hmm. I anytime her theme like showed up, I, I forget what it was exactly, but like it was a very specific theme. Anytime she was like walking towards something, mm -hmm. it was like oh. And then like yeah, we, and we have some moments throughout, and I and I really wanted to see how her story ended, and it did. But yeah, it was a bit rushed. Yeah, I don't think I felt that way. <laughs> I don't know. I maybe it's just because I this is my first viewing and I'm like still kind of fresh off of it. But I was thinking afterward, I was like, I don't think there's really that I can be that can pick out anything that I really find wrong with this movie. I was like, I think it's a pretty like pitch perfect movie. Hunter, why can't you be negative like us? Yo, why can't I just friggin' hate it? God, you're obviously getting checks from Disney. They're telling you to <laughs> like this movie. Okay, something that surprised me during 
Vin Diesel is in this movie. Yes! Yes! Okay, wait. Wait a second. Where the hell is he in this? It's his first film role. He's, like, in the background of a few scenes. Yeah. Apparently... At, apparently, at the one hour and thirty minute mark, he's an orderly who like opens the door. All right, uh, Hunter. Time. Hunter, uh, give, show me a photo. Which, yes. which one is he? Which yes, one is he? he's the one in the foreground for sure. That's his. That's his schnoz. That's his. That's, no, that's his nose. That's yeah. that is full yeah. diesel. I I know him by the jaw for some, the shape of the face is so mm-hmm. deep. Mm-hmm. The shape uh, of the front of the face, because from the back the he face. looks like he could be like a, a, an early '90s Howie Mandel, yeah. but when you turn him around, it's it's 100% Vin. Oh yeah, dude. Also, there's a there's actually a, quite a few cameos in this movie. Uh, 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 we got uh, the main asshole doctor is uh, Home Alone Dad. No way. Hunter has See, to did, think about it, but I, I know, know it. <laughs> I didn't know that. I know who you're talking about, but I didn't yeah. realize that. that but was he's funny. also funny. Funnily enough, he he was in he was on The Sopranos. I don't know if you've seen The Sopranos. Mm, bits uh, and pieces. But he plays a corrupt uh, cop in that show, and then we have another comedian who also showed up in The Sopranos. He he was like he's like a redhead. He's one of the just like you know kind of crazy. Uh, he's one of the crazy people. Uh, and then, uh, for you, for you Soprano fans out there, uh, uh, when Robert De Niro has a gang near the end of the movie, when he's like fully, like, just like, you know, uh, uh, lost it and he has a gang of, of, of goons with him, uh, a big pussy from, uh, Sopranos is, uh, is one of the gang members. Who who is he? What's who's, his, who? who's the actor? The actor's name is Vincent Pastor, uh, okay. and he looks like this. He's a he's a king. Oh, oh wait, look, <laughs> the gang's all here. Yeah, for real. Look at you. They just cut you right out for Vincent Pastor. Oh my god. They were like, oh big puss. They were like, oh big pussies here. Here, okay. Oh now he's gone. <laughs> get that get that Nick Mana kid out of here. We got the big pussy live yeah, in this. Look movie. there he is, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet, awesome. But yeah, he's a king in in uh in Sopranos. So yeah, it was it was wonderful to see Big Pussy, my 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 good friend Big Pussy. Also, you, you know who Penny Marshall wanted to play Leonard Lowe, right? Yeah. No, I actually didn't. Zach, who do you think? Who do you think? Pacino. No, um, give me one more. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Um, <laughs> like I'll little, say... Just a little outside the box. Not too much, but just a little outside the box. That's right. You guessed it. Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> they had him on set, but they were like... Uh... They were like, hey, hey, just in case De Niro fucks up, Vin <laughs> Diesel, get your ass in there, man. Listen, orderly that has no lines in this film, I don't know your name, but if De Niro gets sick or something, you're Leonard, okay? All right. You're, you're, you are officially our understudy. Nah, so wait, wait, wait. I want to know. Uh, are you ready? Yeah. Bill Murray. Bill Murray. How do we feel? Who, who told? I'm I'm glad whoever told uh, Penny whatever that that was a bad idea. I'm glad that they did that. Yeah, I uh, I, I, I definitely I would have been see... like, hey, Penny, uh, uh, babe, uh, no, 
Yeah, Penny Marshall, it's a bad idea, sport. Um, I really can't picture that Caddyshack dude. Yeah, because Bill Murray. Really yeah, because Bill Murray's so like, I, I think intentionally like sarcastic and disingenuous. It, it would dry, not dry, dry, very dry. Uh, you know, I don't think it would have worked. You talk about the most absolutely disinterested in the fact that he has a disease that is impairing his neurological uh, development and his functions in general. I, I just can't imagine somebody who could care less about that happening to them than Bill Murray. Yeah, imagine the, the, the conflict of the movie. Will he get better? And Bill Murray just does not care. <laughs> Feels bad. <laughs> he says, he says, if you have this disease, give me a call. I'm ready to defeat you. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Yeah, Bill Murray just goes like, will I get better? I don't know. Nah. nah. Yeah. Can yeah. I get a drink first? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, okay... Another, just one more little fact right here. I don't know, because I didn't know who she was beforehand, but do you guys know Shelly Winters, full-time actress? Okay. So there's a story that uh, Robert De Niro initially wanted her to play his mother. And she read the script, apparently, and went to the casting producer and pulled her two Oscars out on the table and goes... Yeah, some people think I can act. I'm not gonna do this movie. Wow. <laughs> that's 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 how I'm that's how I'm stepping into the rest of my life right there with that energy. I oh, pulled a statement from her and I say, Ah, this movie is not good enough for me. Okay, speaking of the mom, can we talk about the mom for a second? She was incredible. She's great. She's incredible. She's, she, she's incredible in this movie. Yeah, absolutely. She's such Thank a a small character that leaves such a lasting impact. I think her and Lucy, Lucy who doesn't even say anything for like two thirds of the movie is such a compelling character. And you care a lot about her almost as much as De Niro. I, that, that I'm really glad you brought up the mom hunter. Cause I was going to say that too. She's great. No, uh, um, actually I brought up the mother, yeah, yeah, mother yeah, yeah. but it's all right. <laughs> Ooh, sorry, Nick <laughs> stepping on toes. Sorry, buddy. I just talk about the woman that almost played the mom. Yeah. He was talking about someone who almost played the mom. Yeah. Yeah. Got you. That's my mistake. My mistake. Uh, but, uh, yeah, she's yeah. incredible. Um, honestly, everybody that's in this movie was like, there wasn't like a, usually at least in the past, at least the movies that we've covered, I'm like, ah, there's a performance there that's like, oh, not very good. This movie, right, has- right, because we most of the movies that we've discussed so far is like great Robin performance, not so great movie. Like, like, like sometimes we we did some good ones like uh, Birdcage uh, yeah. and One Hour Photo, but like uh, there's a good chunk of the time where it's like good, but you know, yeah, like even in One Hour Photo too, I was like the other people are like, eh, all right. Yeah. yeah, but also, you know, Robin Williams is the only real character anyway in it. So yeah, yeah. But I totally get what you mean. Like, the, like you know, we both agreed that like there could have been more to the movie. Yeah. Plus, how you can go wrong with uh, Robin Williams and Robert De Niro? You can't. Exactly. Like he literally worked with like all of the greats, I think, because he he worked with Al Pacino in Insomnia. Yeah. Uh, De Niro in this. 
uh, Nathan Lane. Uh, Rufio. Rufio. Yeah. Matt uh, Damon. Matt Damon. Matt Damon's coming up. Ben uh, Affleck. Zack Snyder's Ben Affleck. <laughs> uh, I hope uh, he didn't work with Ben Affleck from Zack Snyder's. <laughs> I hope he. I hope he worked with regular Ben Affleck. Pre-Snyder Ben Affleck. Yeah. <laughs> That's the golden years. Uh, he, you know, he worked with Gene Hackman. Like he just worked with like all these amazing actors too. Like, yeah. like he, he was, he, he left us way too soon, but like his mm. body of work is just like so impressive. He worked with so every, full. yeah, so full. He worked with everyone. He, it was, it's such, what a career. Yeah. Specifically my favorite person that he's worked with is, uh, Julia Roberts. I love her. All right. Uh, so Zach, now that I'm muted, Hunter, uh, <laughs> I just wanted to talk about more about, you know, uh, Robin Williams some more. <laughs> hey, this really isn't a got Julia Roberts. This isn't a Julia Roberts. Wait, wait. I thought I muted you, sir. No, ju- okay, so anyway. Julia uh, Roberts, the, same, the same Julia Roberts of Nine Lives fame, Hunter. That's who yeah. you're defending here. Uh, but also Dustin Hoffman. Someone who, would dare, <laughs> someone who would dare be in the same room as those two perverts. Dustin Hoffman and Kevin Spacey. That is true. Dustin Hoffman may or may not be a pervert. It's very hey, sad. He just he just It's he so just sad. Smacked the booty. With his hook. With his hook, dude. Oh, Come please, on. No. He look, he just he might have smacked some booties with his hook. That's all I'm saying. Look, that's all that I'm saying. Come on, not my boy Rain Man. Not my boy <laughs> Rain Man. I'm an excellent driver. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I want to say real quick, somebody else just, uh, who I really enjoyed in their little bit part in this film is Dr. Peter Ingham. Uh, and that's who Dr. Sayer goes to initially start learning about, uh, the disease and syphilis. Yes, that's so right. I noticed from, that's, him. That's, no, sorry. Max, that's Max von Sydow. Yeah. I was like, oh shit. And that's the exorcist priest and the guy in the first 10 minutes of Star Wars Force Awakens. Let's not forget about Fargo. And Fargo and all the great stuff. Um, I, uh, Max von Sydow is an actor that I love, love, love in The Exorcist. And I'm actually mad at myself because I don't know a ton of his work. Um, but I love him in The Exorcist. And to see him in this was super cool. And it was uh i don't know he has a very small little bit part but it's an important one because that's how the whole ball gets rolling Uh, yeah he's just one of those character actors that that are constantly in like just like so many movies and you don't necessarily fully appreciate it just because like he's done so much sure sure but uh he really holds his own here and uh is a really great as you said he's a great character actor in this movie especially he plays this little old german doctor who did these initial studies on the disease and he really uh, sells it. And it was super cool to see him in that part and think about the exorcist. Yeah. And what else is interesting is like, this is apparently it was Robin's one of his favorite movies that like Hmm. he, he worked on uh, personally. And uh, during a scene, when they filmed the scene, it it was when the security guards are like holding uh, Robert De Niro back or whatever. And Robin Williams is also there like, Hey, Hey, stop. I'll, I'll help you. He accidentally broke De Niro's nose. <laughs> wow. 
and, uh, and and then De Niro later uh, noticed that actually there was something wrong with his nose originally. So when Robin hit his nose during that scene, it actually fixed his nose. He just fixed it. He fixed so it. So sweet. So Dude, sweet. Only Robin Williams could punch someone in the nose and it'd be better for it. <laughs> That's so true. That's so true. Here we are. That's genius. Oh. Oh. You know, uh, Steven Spielberg. La, la, la. Steven Spielberg was supposed to direct this movie. Thank hmm. God! Thank God he did not. Really? Why? Yes. Why? Thank I God! Actually, I actually no, think I this is a very Spielbergian film. Yeah, I think. I don't think I would have liked it. Well, then you don't like the movie because it's very Spielbergian already. Oh, no, I don't think so. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I I hate ET, but I love the Indiana Jones movies. Um, so I think if, I think if it was anything like that, then maybe it would have been cool. But I, 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 I do kind of agree. This movie has more of an E.T. vibe if it's going to be directed by Spielberg. I and will. I, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I just, I, I don't, I, I don't, I can't stand those really overly sentimental family Spielberg movies. And I know that E.T. is a classic and people love E.T., but it's so overrated. From and what I from what I remember, I remember loving E.T., but I haven't watched it in a while. But I I do love Spielberg usually. It, I think it's a movie where the performances really hold it up. There's a lot of great performances, and there's a lot of great kid actors. In That's it. true. E.T. E. is very good in the movie. <laughs> no. Uh, Frank 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 Oz is super great as E.T. Seriously. Wait a minute, uh, Frank Frank Oz is the voice of. I don't think so. You fucking but like, hack. <laughs> you hack fraud. But who you made else? me you made me believe. Seriously, who else would be E.T.? That's such a perfect casting. E.T. <laughs> what do you right. mean? E.T. Really. Yeah, him. wait a minute. I, what do you mean by someone else played E.T.? E.T. played E.T. E. as himself. Pretty sure it's E.T., man. Yeah. I what I mean by that, I just don't think that Spiel like I got my Spielberg Robin Williams fix. With Hook. Hook, I got it, and I but didn't. The, yeah, it's not necessarily the best thing. So I think. Yeah, I'm all right. I was gonna say, what, what do you guys think of Hook? I didn't hear that. Episode. Yeah, we. Uh, it's it's out now. If you want to listen to it, but um, okay. I didn't really like it, but I also didn't hate it. But it was like I was in the middle about it. I like it. Childhood movie. Understand that it's not the best thing. But we also weren't too far off with our ratings. I don't think. Sure. No, I don't think so. I Even was five. A- you were six. So yeah, yeah. Even as a kid, I saw a hook, and I was like, this isn't Peter Pan to me. And I guess it isn't fair to say that only the Disney version of Peter Pan is acceptable, because it's a, it's a story that I think predates it. But There's a few good know. versions, but, but Disney, obviously, it's, Disney's version is the most popular. Sure, sure. I, I think just to, to put it in that world, I never, I never felt it as much well speaking of speaking of like spielbergian's overly sweetness i actually do think it's a little too sweet sometimes awakenings i there's a there were a few moments where i was like you're really playing up the awe and wonder a little bit Mm -hmm. too much like Mm -hmm. it like it it works like 90 percent of the time but there's that 10 percent where i'm like all right i'm 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 tasting the sweetness just a little too much that's why i think i put something like this under goodwill hunting or 
uh, you know, that. Yeah, and we'll get into Dead Poets and Goodwill later, yes, obviously, in the you. series. But, but uh, as, as someone who's already seen those movies, I would have to agree because yeah. even though those movies can be sweet and heartwarming and everything, uh, reality kind of slaps you in the face in those and, movies too. And those are the moments that stick with you longer. Exactly. Those are the moments that stick with me about this movie. Like, and that's what works about this movie, too. It's not all hunky-dory. Yes. That actually, you know, it's a more nuanced ending than just, like, everything's great. Hunter, defend your perfect movie. <laughs> oh, no, I was I was just about to ask, like, I, I, I don't know what, what, what parts were, like, too sweet. I, honestly, I, I thought, like, it was, like, very... I don't there's, know. I thought this movie was sad as fuck. I mean, it is, but I, I think that I think. Sorry, uh, you go ahead for a sec. There's two levels of it for me. I think the sweet moments that really work. I love the scene at the end where there is that girl who he sees uh, throughout his experience and throughout his awakening, and he kind of falls in love with her, and she understands that you know. Especially at the end, he sort of describes to her that I'm not going to be able to see you again like this. I'm not going to be able to stay this way. And he gets worse and he has those really severe ticks in the room with her. And she just stops everything and dances with him and the ticks go away. I think that is a perfectly sweet movie. I think that is so eloquent. A, per a perfectly sweet moment. Yes. I think that's a great way to do it and go about it. I think there are moments... As much as I talk about the score being good, I think uh, that's the point where there are moments where the score comes in really heavy and there are sweet moments and I think that's where it taints it. Um, yeah, I think if I had to find something specific, I guess it's when they when the rest of them first start waking up where it's kind of like, oh, look at, oh, and they like start hugging the nurses and it's like, obviously it's sweet, but it's like a little... I don't know. Just the just the way they executed it, 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 it might have been just a little like <laughs> it almost it almost moves into levels of camp, and maybe that's where I have more of an issue. It's not that the scenes being sweet is an issue. It's so much so that it's like hammed up, and maybe the way the dialogue is done and some of the direction they're given, it seems ham a little, and that's yeah. where my issue falls. I I can see that. I think why they did that though is because of like what was coming and how it was going to be so like dark in a way that it's like, Oh, let's find, let's find some like lightness in something. You know what I mean? Because it, it's a very happy moment. And you need those moments for sure. Yeah. yeah I think it, I think the, the, the balancing work is, is mostly great, but yeah, I, if I, if I had to really uh, nitpick, yeah, there, there were a few moments where I think they, they played up the, the sweetness, just a, a tad to, uh, I don't know, not maybe not disingenuously. It's not that like hammed up, but like it seemed a little phony sometimes. But like it's only like a few moments. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I can see that. I I think that it it might be needed though to play to play up to some of those moments. Just because if it didn't, then the whole movie would be like, oh my gosh, this. Yeah, but also like I I guess in uh, to back up my opinion just a little bit, like it 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 could if they played it like completely uh sincerely or or, or genuinely like I, I don't think i would have really like been like hey wait a second you know mm -hmm. yeah. but, but like but like 90 percent of the time it's like it's that no let's talk about this one percent that you got a problem with man let's 
Let's really dig into it. Because I'm pissed. Because I'm, pi- I'm, I'm pissed. I'm pissed. I'm going to put on my gloves right now, man. Let's freaking go. Let's go, bro. No, I, I think go. this is perfect. It's a perfect piece of art. And I, All right. I so I think let's start to wrap up. Yeah. Um, is there anything else behind the scenes that I want to mention before we go? Oh, um, Dr. Sawyer treats a patient uh with a yeah, uh, the drug that now the drug that he uses for Robert De Niro is the same drug that treated Robin Williams uh when uh, in 2014 wow that is kind of haunting in a way cuz uh you know he famously you know was starting to get parkinson like symptoms symptoms uh, hmm. And so it's interesting. Oh, also, I think the guy he portrayed, the real life guy, died a little bit before Robin did. Yes. Yeah. Jeez, that's crazy. That's something that I'm seeing in this, ser- in this series too. Is that a lot of the movies are kind of reflecting real life in a very odd way. Yeah, yes. and I think I think with this performance, because we always want to see like, oh, where where does like his real, true self kind of creep into into these like performances? Mm-hmm. And I think for this one, it's very specifically like you know like helping others, helping individuals in in a way that like you're you're kind of pushing the character's kind of pushing himself so much to help these people, and you can't help but think about Robin in real life. Yeah. Yeah. Zach, you put it perfectly too. Where haunting is like the yeah, definitely yeah. It's just that. so um, uncanny and sort of you know, it's ironic in a way. But I, 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 I agree. I don't think I could have said it better myself. I think haunting is really it. it just sums up that you know this beautiful sense of irony where the same drug that helps these people so much in this film is sort of what Robin uh, was experiencing towards the end of his life. And, um, you know, you can't help but wonder how was it affecting him and how did, uh, how did that drug um, impact his, I, I don't want to say final moments, but of course the his, time. Uh, his his kind of, his kind of mental state. Sure. Sure. And how, you know, uh, how much, Oh, really sorry. I I messed up. I messed up. Uh, he, the real life guy Oliver Sacks, um, he died a few weeks after Robin Williams. Ah, okay. 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 Yeah, it is interesting. I will say how like the things that even like everybody does in life or stuff that happens to them, it like I don't know, it just creates this like weird full circle effect that I feel like I'm seeing in like Robin Williams. You know, that, I mean, I obviously didn't know the guy obviously but like just seeing how the art that he put out there reflected his own life you know what i mean yeah and the you know as much as we try to dig in and try to figure him out we never really will and that's you know that's both sad but also comforting because what we love so much about robin and in a lot of other ways is that he was one of a kind yeah very true undeniably uh, like literally, literally, there will there will never be a person uh, like him again. I don't think. To wrap up, uh, yeah. I I think 
a great movie. Robert De Niro is wonderful. Robin is wonderful in this in a way that once again is very different. It's 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 different in 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 such a specific way. It's kind of on the line of like Dead Poets, Goodwill. I don't I don't know if it's quite as good as those. We'll see. But uh, but I but it's it's on the same like wavelength uh, uh, uh like like those performances um and at, at the end uh when uh his yeah just his whole relationship with with marge marge simpson is great and at the end when uh he makes the ultimate decision to go out with marge <laughs> with uh, you know uh it, it, with to go out with her uh he you know he take like he he has this thought process where like he takes a plant puts it in his pocket he's walking around and so like we just see like this moment to moment like thought process and then he goes after her and it's just like a wonderful like once again just like quiet moment it's really really sweet and it, it ultimately it's such a sweet performance it, it's it's heartwarming it, he he did it's just a wonderful wonderful performance yeah i mean i, I i'd have to agree like i and Nick, I mean, we said it before, right? We're like, it's crazy how people didn't really believe in him to do dramatic work where it's like, oh, dude, time and time again. And with this movie, just with this movie, it's like, oh, dude, he can do it. And he can fucking stand up with Robert De Niro and do it fucking better than anybody. Yeah. So, it, like, no, no one talks about this movie. Mm. Yeah. Why? 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 Do I you, think, it, I why think it's just because this is really... Uh, an intro, I think, for Robin in sort of more serious work. No, this but it's is... but but it isn't. It it that's what's so interesting. This is after Dead Poet Society. Really? The, uh, yeah. Dead Poet Society is eighty nine. This is ninety. Okay. Okay. And okay, then okay, okay. Uh, uh, Fisher King is ninety one. Aladdin wow. is Aladdin is ninety two. So it was like. It's like so, 80, yeah. 88, 89 to like ninety six. Uh, that's like the peak era of Robin. Yeah, even well, even Moscow was before like Dead Poets. So it's like, well, he could do it. You know what I mean? Not that Moscow is like the best movie in the fucking world, but like he could do it, and like he does it well in that movie. So like, why time and time again? It's, it's, it's surprising to me that especially if Dead Poet Society came first, that there would really be any question about his ability to handle serious work because I think that's truly one of the best movies of all time. I think it's Robin Williams' mm -hmm. greatest performance. Um, I love that movie so much. It holds a super, super special place for me. So, yeah, if if that, then that's on me for not knowing that this. No, it's all right. I mean, like it's it's hard to know because honestly, I I thought this was probably before Dead Poets, sure. but it wasn't. But it wasn't. It's crazy. It's crazy. So it's, yeah, it's it's a, it's, a, it's it's baffling, honestly. Uh, but but it, yeah, it just goes to show like he he constantly had to. Uh, prove himself push himself to like hey i'm i'm more than like the funny guy and he can do funny guy wonderfully but i get i don't know i don't know where this stigma came from but I, it just shows in this movie he 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 was so good yeah perfect Agreed. yeah so uh fi final thoughts and ratings so uh zach uh you first final thoughts um again I, I've said it before, but you know this this movie for a first time viewing and then a second time viewing, I really was uh, struck really hard by the emotional weight of it. And I just think that those two powerhouse performances are something that ground this movie and make it as good as it is. Um, 
I said at the beginning, I'll say it again. It's better than Patch Adams. It is below Dead Poets Society. Uh, for me, uh, if I got if I had to put it on a number system, I'd say it's about a seven and a half out of ten, closer to a seven than an eight. But a really great one. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Uh, uh, Hunter. Yeah, um, I think that this duo is like perfect. I never knew I wanted De Niro and Williams to be in a movie together until like right now. I think that it's perfect. And yeah, with all the performances, I don't see a false note anywhere. Um, I'd have to get it. Uh, Do it. Coming. Do it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. 10 out of 10. I Maybe it'll change, but I don't think it will. Like I'm probably going to watch this movie again uh, in the near future. But yeah, I love it. I think it's perfect. Nicholas Manna. Yes. Tell me your thoughts. I love this movie. It made me uh, tear up throughout. I think it's special. And this is why I really wanted, and you too, Hunter, but this is why I really wanted to do this series because, like, now we watched, like, these gems, you know, that we, no, but seriously, that we never would have watched before. That we, ha- I had no idea existed, which like is it's, crazy. And like how Zach, like you were talking, like it, it, cause it, it is hard to know a little bit where it falls, you know what I mean? Um, in his career. Cause it's like, Oh, at least for me, I realized that I knew jack shit about his career. Really? You know what I mean? It's like, I knew a little bit, but about this movie, about even Garbo man, uh, like I didn't know about these movies. So it's very it's very interesting to dive into somebody's career and see like their best or like most prominent stuff. It's super hard to place where each of these films fall in a timeline of his work. You can never really tell because he, just because he is so fluid, he never went through a serious phase and then comedic or anything else. Like he was constantly able to be on the ball to do all of it. Yeah, and I I I'll I'll save this uh for i think the end but it's just so special to just like see like a good chunk of his work especially after uh after now he's after now he he left us yeah yeah um so yeah i give this movie a nine out of ten i think it's really excellent uh i underrated um it uh hunter where would you rank this movie uh of uh for for the for the series number one baby it has topped the list uh i got garp or no no i'll start from i got awakenings one hour photo birdcage moscow and the mule (laughs) (laughs) uh then mrs doubtfire hook and then uh the world according to garbage Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Also, it makes me feel bad that Mrs. Doubtfire's so low because I fucking love that movie and his performance in it. I really do. And it's <laughs> like talking right now. I'm like, damn, that sounds low, but feels bad. But yeah. But uh, but also he's he's so good that like you know. Yeah. Um. It's really it really shouldn't be down there with Hook and uh, Garp, but it is right now anyway. Uh. But yeah, this movie's my number one. This is my favorite. I think it might be my favorite movie that we've covered. Uh, which is really hard, but I think it is, and my favorite performance that we've covered so far. Yeah, I'll have to agree with you on one of those things. 
This is the best movie we've covered so far. This is not my favorite Robin performance so far. I actually, st as much as I want to give it to Awakenings, I do kind of think his performance in One Hour Photo is a little more impressive just yeah. from a just from a character standpoint and a performance standpoint. So I have to it's it's weird how this works, but it's true. That but but Awakenings is the best movie we've covered so far. So uh, I would give One Hour Photo the top spot right now. Um Awakenings right below it. The Birdcage, Moscow on the Hudson, Insomnia, Mrs. Doubtfire, Hook, Garp. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, sorry. The rankings are so weird, right? Because I remember, like, with one hour photo, I'm like, oh, this is the best. Like, I really like this performance. Not the best movie, though. Where do we freaking, how do we place it? Where's it going? It's hard to say because, like, with performances, especially when when focusing on a specific actor, you could say this is a great movie, but maybe in, in somewhat, like, my opinion, like, I think one hour photo, like, showcases his strengths, like, a... a a tad more and so it's interesting how it works because sometimes it's a great movie but maybe it won't be your favorite performance of his it's it's, it's interesting yeah uh yeah but i did but i do think i think he's incredible in this though so there we have it there we have it i'm i i think it's time to go to sleep time to go back to sleep i'm a sleepy boy sleepy boy <laughs> oh right, no guys. al pacino's coming back <laughs> al pacino zach thank you so much for being a wonderful guest Thanks, Nick Mana, Hunter LaSalle. It was great to see you boys. I was yeah, uh, truly honored to be a part of this. Anytime you want to have me back, I'd be honored. So just let me know. Yeah, okay? dude. dude, it was so good to see you again. And so good to talk. see you, buddy. It's and been way too long. Way too long, bro. Can't wait till you come out to California and hit the beach. Let's do uh, it again, brother. Dude, we're doing it. Thank you all for listening to our awakenings episode before we unawake and go back to sleep uh i want to thank and shout out joey dalton for the amazing artwork uh we have a website nyc actors talk film we have a youtube channel at nyc actors talk film where we have video versions of our our episodes so uh if so you'll be seeing you'll be seeing stuff like this and if you're listening, you don't know what I'm doing right now. Zach, can you do something right now for the, for the video viewers? Mmm, steamed hams. And then I love it. I know. And then it's I'll do something. Look at this guy. Huh? Look at us. Who would have thought? Thanks again, guys, for listening. Uh, tune in next week where we'll talk Jumanji. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Oh, and Zach, where can we find you? Oh, God. Uh, there's not a single thing that I would want to plug. If you really, really wanted to, you could find me on Twitter at uh, ZachAttack underscore McD. Uh, Instagram, ZachMcDonald99. But please, only if you're really, really desperate. Okay. Only if you're a real fan of Zach, okay? Only if you're a real fan of my super unfunny and sp sparingly, sparingly put out tweets. <laughs> <laughs> only only if you're a true believer, okay guys? Alright, thanks again for listening. We have been NYC Actors Talk Film. Oh. <laughs> 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 <laughs>